This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast host Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Heidi Murkoff, and I'm a mom on a mission, a mission to help you know what to expect every step of the way. Leslie Odom Jr. and Nicolette Robinson are a true Broadway power couple. You may have seen Nicolette starring as Jenna in the hit Broadway musical Waitress, the first time a woman of color and a real-life mom played that role. Leslie, as everyone on the planet knows, played Aaron Burr in Hamilton, which won him both a Tony and a Grammy. Of course, the co-production they're probably proudest of, certainly their cutest so far, is their three-year-old daughter, Lucy. Coming attractions for this team? A baby boy due to debut this spring. 
Today, they're here to share their pregnancy and parenting experiences and how they're juggling their personal and professional roles and making it all work during a pandemic. Nicolette and Leslie, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. First of all, congrats on baby number two. Little boy. <laughs> yes, that's so exciting. Little boy in there. You know, um, if we were doing this in person like the good old days, I have really poor impulse control, full disclosure, when it comes to bumps. And like my hands have a mind of their own and I'm trying to steer them back and I can't. It's okay. Now that my bump is fully a a serious bump. It doesn't bother me. It used to, it just bothered me when, when there's not much of a bump and people want to feel your belly. Cause it just still feels like my belly, but now it feels like there's definitely a baby in there. Yeah. How has pandemic pregnancy and parenting been going? You know, it's, it has its ups and downs, but it's, I think the hardest part, at least for me, we just feel so bad that we can't let our daughter be around other children and you know, see friends and family. And, you know, we have friends who have had babies this year and we can't meet them in person and that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's challenging for sure. And, and exhausting. And we end up being playmates and teachers and parents and disciplinarians and everything in one. <laughs> yeah. The ba- the balance is, the balance is tough and it's tough for her too. This week, she's saying, I miss my school. You know, she's only three and a half. So it doesn't, it's not like every day she's saying that, but um, because time works sort of differently for her, but she misses, she misses her friends and she's, you know, she's got a whole gang of imaginary friends that travel with her now, which is on track age wise. Yeah. But she, she definitely knows that it's because she has a lack of interaction. She Mm -hmm. said the other day, when the baby comes, I, I won't need Creek and Tracy anymore. That's the imaginary imaginary trolls that she travels with. So, you know, we're adaptable creatures, you know, we're adapting and we're getting through it. You know, we're surviving like everybody else is yeah. do, we're doing our best to do, but it's it's tough. It's heartbreaking sometimes. But you'll hear her. I'm yeah. sure you've heard her footsteps running outside of out of Leslie's room. That that's also the thing, you know, where there's a lot more screen time so that we can get stuff done. She's watching some Disney movie right now in the family room and <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she'll pop in a couple times <laughs> during this. Yeah, that seems to be a universal theme these days. But she's super excited about the new baby, oh, right? Yeah, she's she's thrilled. You know, there's still concepts to grasp about it. She always asks, is he here? Is he in your tummy? Or or if I'm in the shower, he says, are you both in there right now? (laughs) But she, you know, in the morning comes and, oh, good morning, baby. And she kisses my belly and she's really loving and sweet to him. So that's so sweet. Did you wait to tell her or did you tell, could you not hold it in? She had been asking for a little sibling for a while. And so we were kind of in conversation about it for a while and she kept asking, and it was, you know, I, I accidentally one day mentioned, you know, one day you'll be a big sister. And, and then she just took that and ran with it and literally would not stop talking about it for two months she was, before yeah, she we were was pregnant. Telling, she was telling people, yeah, yeah. she was telling people, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a, a baby. Yeah, we're going to have a baby. <laughs> and, and people would say, oh, congratulations. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> So we did tell her around, uh, we told her pretty early, actually, before we started telling the rest of the world. So you said that your pregnancy with Lucy was challenging. Leslie, you were away filming during part of that. 
And, you know, I work a lot with military moms who have deployed partners Mm -hmm. and it's so hard for them not to feel super isolated and alone during a time when you feel like you really want somebody there for you. So how did you keep the connection? It was hard. It was, it was the hardest time, honestly, in our marriage. Um, You know, it was, we, we struggled with the fact that we were apart, but we also struggled in our relationship during that time. Such a huge change is approaching. You're also going through your own individual (laughs) crises or whatever you want to call it, just um, freak out moments. So we were kind of balancing that and the distance and trying to maintain our relationship at the same time. It was, it was hard. I mean, it's so interesting. You mentioned that you work with military wives because my, my mom and my sister, they were like, you know, there must be a support group for military wives. And I was like, but I can't, I am not a military wife as much as I would love to get in that support group. You know, it did feel very similar, but I just felt it was such a weird place for me because Mm. I, I understood like, thank God my husband is not potentially in danger, you know, and that element is not there, but it did emotionally feel very similar to having, you know, as, as much as I can imagine that it feels to have. Yeah. And they, they feel like they have to be extra strong to do it all. And you have to, you know, right. I can't even imagine hold the family up and it's a lot. Leslie, how did you feel about being far away during that? Well, it was tough. It was tough for me too, obviously when Nicolette is having a rough time, if there's a rough time happening in my family, even if I am sort of isolated from that, um, it's still a rough time for me. You know, it's a, it's a rough time for me if it's a rough time for her. Proximity wise, you know, my world was what I'm, my world looked very different than Nicolette's every day. I was shooting Murder on the Orient Express, which is my, my first major motion picture in London at the time. And it's Michelle Pfeiffer and Johnny Depp and Judy uh, Dench, Judy Dench, Judy Dench. <laughs> you know, I mean, Kenneth Branagh's yeah. directing. So yeah, it's, you know, that's the experience that I'm having at work, but I'd never been through it before either. So I couldn't understand really how she felt, you know, um, doing my best to be there for her in, in small spurts and on my lunch break and right before I fell asleep at the end of the night. And, you know, obviously we're having the opposite experience with this, you know, we are, Stuck to, yeah, <laughs> and there's no, I mean, there's no, there's barely any leaving the house. Yeah, you're like, for you sure you don't want to, you know, go film a movie for a little while? <laughs> no, you don't no, mean I that. No, I don't. No, it's been really wonderful this time around to have that opposite. I mean, we've more so worked on fixing that, mending that afterwards. You know, therapy really helped me. I I definitely was depressed. I think I was, you know, I definitely went through postpartum depression in a certain way. And, but I think that there was some depression there, you know, mixed in for being so isolated and and so much without him. And um, there was a lot of, you know, I guess, trauma involved in that, that I'm trying to always, also keep in mind as we go through this pregnancy to not bring that into this one. And so I think therapy and then, you know, just in the ways that we've been reconnecting since then and during this time and being able to do it differently this time. Well, you learn, you learn from every experience in life, but especially during pregnancy. And the first time there are so many unknowns, so many things that are brand new and bewildering and sometimes terrifying and sometimes exciting all at the same time. 
But pregnant women are more vulnerable to depression during pregnancy, postpartum. You know, every pregnancy is also different physically, right? Yeah. How has this pregnancy been different for you in how you're feeling? I think I feel him a lot more this time. Oh, yes. (laughs) The time is going by way faster because we have a three-year, three-and-a-half-year-old to keep us busy. And, you know, and we're very focused on just like, (laughs) trying to get through each day um, with the amount of energy that you need for for that. So um, the nights have been more challenging to sleep and physically it's, I felt a little more uncomfortable, but at the same time, it feels so much more manageable this time around, because like you said, you know what to expect, you know what to expect. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But also I was definitely much more nauseous this time around in the first, in the first trimester. How about you, Leslie? Because, you know, dads also experience hormonal changes during their Mm. partner's pregnancy. I don't know if you've been experiencing any what they call Couvad syndrome. You know, guys experience a surge in estrogen and a drop in testosterone. (laughs) But that sometimes leaves some guys, you know, literally feeling their partner's pain. Have you been experiencing (laughs) any of that? Um, I, I wouldn't say I've been feeling quite that, but I would say that there were some things, uh, there were some physical things about the first pregnancy that, that both of us have been fighting. I gained some sympathy weight that first time around that I'm very much not into (laughs) repeating. Uh, you know, I think I gained like you know, 30, 40 pounds along with Nicolette. So, wow. yeah, she's like, well, wow. So you blaming that all on Nicolette? <laughs> no. You that all on wow. Yeah, that's um, not far from me. I think I gained like 45 pounds, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was not, it was not awesome. I, uh, that was one of the things in the film. I was, I was over there so long. I was over there for like three months and I kid you not, the last costume they put on me, I thought that someone was, like, I really got upset, Heidi. I was like, there (laughs) is literally no way that I ever fit into this suit. This is the suit of a child. You brought this to me. You know, there's a mistake. Like, so if I fit into this at any point, show me. The, a, a photo of me in this suit and they brought me a photo of me in this suit that literally the jacket would not close. So I, I gained, you know, 20 pounds of that weight, you know, 6,000 miles away from Nicolette. Amazing. It's amazing what sympathy weight, how that, that weight just jumped over the Atlantic Ocean and got to me. That's something we have to study because I would assume it would it would be based on proximity, but apparently not. No, definitely Maybe not. Maybe it was based on the food, <laughs> the craft services. Somehow. It's also like he was I, I went I went out to, to London for like two weeks, was it, babe? I don't mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um and he ate out every single night and we would get, you know, the chocolate cake every <laughs> night or the you know, the dessert. <laughs> I, do, I don't know how it happened, but no, this time we've been, we've been way more conscious, both of us of like our physical fitness. We both want to 
not give ourselves so far to go once we, yeah. you know, once we make it to our due date? <laughs> well, I just, I definitely have been more active this time around than yeah. I was the first time. I mean, I'm only doing like a once a week workout with a dear friend of mine. She helped me last time with postpartum bounce back. But this time I was like, let's keep it going through the pregnancy. And it's, it's helped me. I feel so much better after I do it, which I never thought I'd be able to physically do it. It also gives you more energy, paradoxically, mm-hmm. and it also helps prevent gestational diabetes. So it's, it's definitely doing your body good Yeah, for both yeah. of you. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited-time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public... 
the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. a little bit about what was that birth story like leslie you were home by then right i was home and we uh, i'll start it by saying that we live you know we we have our village kind of close you know um it's going to get closer even more next year we have some my parents are going to move out to la next year oh that's great we live very close to nicolette's family so her mother and her sister were both here that day and they were just you know we were all taking it easy you know hanging out and um Nicolette made a joke about that I hadn't packed my hospital bag yet, you know, um, and and I <laughs> hadn't. And so I don't think, did I start packing it, babe, or did you guys start packing it for me? My sister was packing it. Allie was packing it for you. It was, I was, yeah, not a moment it was too soon. 39 weeks to the day. So I was, I was a week early. So, um, yeah, you know, Les is all about doing things, you know, right when it's <laughs> last minute. Not a moment too soon. So yeah, I, I was packing my bag that day and then, so the night before we'd done a walk. Right? Yeah. So I had, I had gone to the gynecologist that Thursday, which was like two days before this. And I was not far, like the, I can't remember how dilated I was, but not very dilated. And then, you know, it took a quick turn within the next couple days, um, between some intimacy and also <laughs> some, um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, definitely worked because then we went on a walk that the, on the Friday, the, the day before I started going into labor and there's a lot of hills in our neighborhood and we stopped by my parents' house and my mom was like, oh, she's, she's about to go into labor. She, she could just tell, tell by the way I looked, I guess I just kind of like, you know, blew up a little bit in the face and <laughs> was definitely swollen and just looked different. I was, but, um, then Saturday, this was the day that I went into labor. I had a yoga class and an acupuncture appointment scheduled. And my doula was like, skip the yoga, but why don't you go to your acupuncture and see if she can do a little induction? But you have been doing acupuncture. Weekly for like the last couple months I had been doing That's right. That's yeah. right. I went with you to that session. She asked if you wanted her to, yeah. to kickstart. Yeah. And so we were like, yeah, go for it. It was to, to this day, we can't, we don't know for sure, but sure. Yeah. And she told us also to make the spicy watermelon drink uh -huh. at home, to, you know, that, that, that would also induce. So we were going to do all the stuff yeah. just to like, we're sure none of it's going to work. But <laughs> we'll do all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we got home and Les made the watermelon juice with some cayenne <laughs> pepper and he added some vodka to his and my mom and my sisters. <laughs> and I just drank it without, it was just as good. It was a really great little mocktail situation. Well, we will never know what did we'll the trick. <laughs> it, we sure did a lot of things. So, <laughs> but that night, yeah. uh, we Nicolette starts to feel the stuff. It just got more intense. I was feeling cramping throughout the day, but around like 6 or 7 p.m. that night, I was starting to feel contractions. And then by 10 p.m. that night, it was, it was intense. And um, we called our doula and she came. We just needed her because it was getting really intense and mm -hmm. we needed her to <laughs> show Les where to press on my back. And I was <laughs> bouncing on the ball and... So our doula, you know, got us set up and then she was like, I'm going to go take a quick nap in your living room. You know, I'll check on you. 
she was asleep for an hour and then my water broke at I think it was like 12:30 in the morning. Uh we were reading about the water breaking and what to you know what what is that going to be and what do we gonna expect. <laughs> and so Nicolette's on this ball, you know, she's rolling her hips around on this on ball. On the ball, on the bounce earth ball. And there was and there was a like you a know full. like we thought the ball broke. <laughs> yeah. We thought we thought that she was and it was you know cuz it, it sounded like something popped, yeah. you know. I thought I popped the and, ball. It was after <laughs> my most intense um contraction of the evening and then we literally heard that pop and then I felt the gush of water and I was like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> it's on. And it wasn't as bad as I thought. We went and woke up our doula and she was like, okay, so we should head to the hospital now. And we got to the hospital around 1 a.m. And I was five centimeters dilated and it progressed really fast. Our daughter was here by 3.34 a.m. that morning. Well, that's not so bad. I mean, yeah, easy for me to say, but I mean... (laughs) It was bad, but it was. Nicolette <laughs> um. looked at everyone in the room in all earnestness two times. She was so calm. She did it without the, you know, without the epidural. help of, of epidural. Yeah. She did ask about epidural. Oh, yeah. She was like, when we first got there, you know, Nicolette's like, so, so I, I might want to do an epidural, <laughs> yeah. right? And and uh, and nobody wanted to tell her that it was too late. They all kind of looked like, yeah, sure, we can talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, once once it got going, my my sweet wife looked at these people and she said, "Am I gonna die?" She looked, at, but she was yeah. not kidding. No, she in all seriousness, and and they had said, "You're not gonna die. You are. You are. This is exactly right." But I, it was the first time that it, you know, it occurred to me there is no equivalent for men. We do not have to face our death mm-hmm. to bring life into the world. I mean, you know what what women have to do. It was a remarkable and humbling thing to witness. To witness that miracle up close to witness Nicolette's strength and her, her power, you know, and, and there, I, I didn't help at all. I held a thigh. And, <laughs> you helped. And, you helped. and now you're all ready to do it again. There we go. I'm, I'm <laughs> this time around, I'm looking into the hypnobirthing classes now. It helps you get to a heightened sense of relaxation. And some women find it incredibly effective um, in mm-hmm. controlling pain. So that's definitely worth a whirl. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about parenting. Um, What do you love best about being a mom and a dad? What's your favorite thing? My favorite thing is this little human being comes more and more into consciousness every day. And so we, we learn her. We learn about... Uh, the way she's hardwired, we learn about her sense of humor and and her imagination, and you know just the things that are unique to her. Because uh, there's certainly, if there's obviously, there's a lot we can give her and offer and and teach, but you know there's there's a, quite a bit of that that's just how she how she arrived. So that my favorite part is just meeting her. Yeah, mine is very similar. I mean, there are days where I look at her and I'm just like in awe of how she's even here, how she was in in this body at one point. That just feels so crazy to me. I mean, the fact that we, two very different humans who 
you know, came together 12 years ago and fell in love. And then all of a sudden we've created a human that is out in the world and her own person and is kind miraculously and intelligent. And um, she surprises us every day. And I, I, I think like even just in a, in a simpler way also there, for me, it, it surprises me how much she makes me laugh genuinely. You know, some I, I never had that full connection with children before as, a, as an adult. I just didn't understand how parents would talk about their kids or, you know, belly laugh over. She really genuinely brings joy and humor and light into our lives. And it, it's also just miraculous to me that that's possible. So completely. Yeah. <laughs> and is she a born performer like you guys? Is she like, a, <laughs> she, you said she's very funny. So she's a little bit of a comedian, um, oh, yeah. a singer perhaps. I think all of the above. Les, Les likes to deny it. And we try to, he, he calls her Dr. Lucy just to try and ingrain that into her, but she's <laughs> definitely got. I want her to bone. deliver babies. Yeah. <laughs> I, want, I want her to, I want her to be a, an OBGYN, but, um, <laughs> We'll see, you know. We we'll all know it's not about me. what we want. Are either one of you the pushover as parents, or are you both pretty much on the same page? We're mostly on the same page, but if there is a pushover between us, it's definitely him. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a special bond and I and I'm curious to see that I'm that I'm learning about firsthand, you know, for myself. And I'm curious to see what the little boy's bond will be with Nicolette. Okay, I always ask this just because I'm always curious. Who does puke and who does diaper blowouts? <laughs> or is it like whoever's in the room? Les really handled a lot of the, the diaper situations, especially when she was first born. That was my that was my that was, job. I was yeah, I was proud yeah. to like that was what I could do. I could, yeah. yeah. It's an important job. Yeah. I was stuck to the rocking chair, just either pumping or nursing the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Nicolette's whole further, and oh she's God. like, she delivers this baby and then it's just trapped titties for like six <laughs> weeks. It's just like all about these titties. What, like, just like, yeah. how do I get this system working? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. And I had a hell of a time. I really struggled with breastfeeding and I stopped at five weeks and realized like, after I stopped, the clouds had just parted. I was didn't realize how depressed I was. Yeah. That's actually important to know when you need to make that decision and pull that particular plug. Mm-hmm. My daughter did that as well, but it took like an yeah. intervention. You know, she mm-hmm. was that yeah. upset about it. So yeah, I think, it, you know, you, you may find it goes more easily this time or not. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. the most important ingredient in any feeding is love, period. You love your baby, you do the skin to skin, you do the eye contact. It doesn't yeah. matter what else you add to that feeding. So that's Amen. that's my little thing. I think that's so good. It's so important. I wish that I had known a little bit more. There was so much, it felt like there was so much pressure on breastfeeding. Yeah, there's way you too know, much. Leading into it. Yeah. And, and uh, shame. And shame. Yeah. And also just, you know, of course you get the nutrients from the breast milk that's different from formula for the beginning. So you're just trying to keep your baby safe and feed to, you know. And if you take it one day at a time, it's a lot less overwhelming than setting goals. Like I have to breastfeed exclusively for six months, you know, a year, whatever. If it happens, it happens. And that's awesome. But don't put the pressure on yourself. 
That's yeah. that's the bottom line. And you've learned that. So you're way ahead of the game this time. That's totally that's awesome. We're gonna try for a month or five weeks if we can get there and you know, we'll just take it day by day. The the vomit question, back to the vomit question. <laughs> I think I think we've both kind of equally done that, huh, babe? It's kind of just yeah. it's just been, you know, if he's Whoever's out of town, there. yeah, yeah like who, you know, who's around <laughs> well, to do it. Like yeah, 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 going into the other room and like making somebody come in and clean the vomit. Like <laughs> listen, if you see vomit Yeah. I think I'm a, I'm a little better at the cleanup, like the full, you know, the fully like effective cleanup, but Les has also. I did good. I did good. My last one, there was a little throw up situation. I did good. You did mostly good. It just, the stain. Yeah. It it wasn't thorough. It wasn't thorough. Yeah. But that's okay. Now moving from puke to sex, because that's a natural segue. Um, Perfect. um, I always give the the example of me and Eric, because we made a pact when the kids were little that we were going to have sex no less than once a week when they were little because I mean more great but we kept to that faithfully because it's really easy for it to fall through the cracks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we didn't we didn't limit ourselves to once a week like it's it's yeah it's just like um I I don't love fucking on a schedule so I don't love you know to to, you know what I'm saying like I don't want to get to Sunday Oh, gotta get it in. (laughs) But having been in the delivery room, I mean, I was so, you know, I just um, had such a profound respect for her and her body and her awareness of like, listen, if she can do that, like she will tell me when she is ready. (laughs) Like (laughs) she will, you feel me? Like I I didn't want to at all. I didn't know if if it's, listen, I hope it's sooner rather than later, but if it's, (laughs) I don't know how long it's going to be before she feels in her body enough yet to like to share in that way with me again. Mm-hmm. But once we, once she did start sharing with me, we got, you know, pretty, pretty, <laughs> I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel deprived in any way. No, we got, we, it was pretty regular. Yeah. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we definitely have the rule in terms of being apart for, you know, we try not to go more than two weeks of being apart if we can help it. And even, even less now we can, but, we're pretty good at at just knowing when it's time. I guess our, I don't know, if there's a sexual clock or whatever it is, but we usually sync up. The first year was really challenging for me, just like feeling back in my body and feeling sexy again. But then it hit a point where it almost felt like it got better than it had been in, in years and years. Like it just felt more more dropped in and free and fun and I don't know. We also, I don't know, I don't remember exactly when this happened in Lucy's little life, but because the family is so close, we actually do get there. She is. You want to say hi? Hi, Dada. She's waving to Dada. Hi, Lucy. That's Heidi. Hi, I'm Heidi. Hi, Heidi. Hi. Hugs. She's giving you a hug. The PG version of what I'm going to say since the baby's in the room, since we, since Nicolette's family is so close, we get a night or two, which is, you know, enough parents are going to be shooting us daggers through the AirPods right now. Yeah, we're, we're really lucky in that sense. I mean, we, it pretty much just, we build it into our date nights. I mean, it's, it's usually, we usually kind of keep the one once a week sort of non-rule rule as well. (laughs) And if we get lucky, it can be more than that. And, you know, yep. we have more grace for when that one more time goes by. Exactly. Yeah. I have to get this child to yes. a snack real quick. I'll be right back. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, be, I'll be back in five seconds. Absolutely. Right Sorry. 
Okay, let me go get it. Come on, come on. Let's go quickly. How many do you have, Heidi? How many kids? Um, I I have a girl and a boy, and I have two grandsons. I can't even imagine. I'm so excited for, I really can't wait to have my parents out here. Wait, they haven't, you haven't seen them since lockdown? I haven't seen them in a year. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a year. But they'll be here when the baby comes, I hope. Yeah, we're going to have them. We're oh, going to have good. them move out. But um, I can't imagine, is the is the feeling altogether different in your heart with grandkids? Or is it similar to your kids? or what? Well, you know what's different is that I knew exactly how to hold a baby. Whereas the first time I was like, wait, what? It's incredible. And every weekend he has, he calls it holiday. Lennox, our older grandson, spends the night with us, like on Fridays and Saturdays. Yeah. It, it came from Peppa the Pig, you know, holidays, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a holiday oh, yeah. every Friday and Saturday, and it's so fun. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the, listen, let me tell you who. Let me tell you who else thinks it's fun. His mama and dada. Yeah. Because, what a dream. Oh, yeah. Except now, not now, because they have a two and a half year old also. And you guys won't. You guys won't take both. Mm, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> the two and a half year old is like no. They, he sleeps in her bed, Lennox. So there's oh, no yeah. room left in that bed. Trust me. Yeah, I got you, you know how how kids sleep like all yeah. over. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart, touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame, so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited-time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public, the list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, 
What's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Speaking of sleep, I heard you have a question about that issue. Yeah, I do. I I mean, entering into the two children world. I mean, we were just like, how do you even do that? How do you? but for me, I was, you know, we we might end up having Lucy and the baby share a bedroom, depending. We have a guest room, but we're thinking to keep that open, you know, for especially if we're gonna get any help and all that. And I was just curious how people do the transition once once we move the baby out of our room and try to have him sleep and start sleep training and doing the thing. Can you have a toddler and a baby in the same room at the same time and successfully get them to sleep in some way? That's a great question. question. Um, So the first thing, it would depend somewhat on what kind of sleeper Lucy is. Is she like a good sound sleeper or a very light sleeper? She's pretty sound most of the time. I mean, she can, you know, she has her moments, but she's pretty good at sleeping. The thing is that, like you said, you're going to keep baby in your room for probably six months. Yeah. But at that point, before you make the big move, that's when I would start the basics of sleep training, making sure that he's not feeding during the night. Because if he's still eating during the night, you know, moms are always asking me, well, I want to start sleep training. And I go, well, how many times a night does he feed? And they're like, five or six. And that is so not going to work because when babies wake during the night and and they're used to being fed, then they're hungry. They wake up hungry. So around six months, he should be not feeding during the night. That's step number one. The other thing is just having a good, solid bedtime routine. And those two things, if you have those two things and if you kind of start sleep training when he's still in your room and then move him out. The other thing is Lucy might be really great in, you can enlist her. Like right. older siblings love to be, you know, kind of in control of the sitch. So she, you mm-hmm. can enlist her as sort of the, the sleep buddy who mm-hmm. you know, shushes them back to sleep or something like that. But he'll sense that she's in the room. So it's not going to be like being in a room by himself. I think it'll work out and keep me posted on that. You can always get in touch. And and if you have bumps along the rope, you don't have to think about it yet. Okay. Because you got, you got months ahead of you. No, that's helpful. I mean, we, didn't we feed Lucy and through the night through like at least nine or 10 months? Didn't she do the night? I mean, gosh, if we can stop that before, I mean, I didn't even know that that was a thing we could do. She sleep trained well, but we were a little late. We we could have done it. Well, I mean, there's no such thing as, there's no rules when it comes to this. That's something to remember. Like anyone who says you have to do it by a certain age or a certain Mm. way, don't listen to them because there are two absolutes in parenting. This I promise you. Loving your child unconditionally and keeping your child healthy and safe. And beyond that, no rules, mm-hmm. no absolutes. N- don't listen to people who tell you there are. Like you pick and choose from whatever parenting camp that you want to pick and choose from. 
and whatever feels right for you guys. There's no one good way to be a good parent. Amen to that. <laughs> but you got this in the bag. <laughs> I can keep this up all day. I know you have other things to do, including Lucy. Um, but do stay in touch because I had a lot of fun with you guys. We'll be reaching out to you for for all our questions because I, I feel like heading into this, you're just like, do we remember anything? <laughs> do we know how to do this? Yeah. It's, I would say it's like riding a bicycle, but not so much. Sure. <laughs> so good luck. Thank you so much. Thank you, Heidi. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Leslie and Nicolette for joining us. And everyone can check them out in their new movie, One Night in Miami on Prime Video, starting January 15th. listening remember i'm always here for you what to expect is always here for you we're all in this together for more on what you heard on today's episode visit whattoexpect.com slash podcast you can also check out what to expect when you're expecting what to expect the first year and the what to expect app and we want to hear from you connect with us on our community message board or on our social media. You can find me at Heidi Murkoff and Emma at Emma Bing WTE. And of course, at What to Expect. Baby Love is performed by Riley Beaterer. What to Expect is a production of iHeartRadio. For more shows from iHeartRadio, check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Don't you stay, need ya, need ya, baby love, ooh, ooh, baby love. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. I've got some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring the one and only Chris Jenner. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is very, very exciting. And that's just the beginning. We'll also be joined by podcast hosts Jay Shetty, Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, and many more. So come on in, take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. 
Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app.